This is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please make a contribution to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. And this episode is different from our usual ones. Jessica actually sat down with her brother. And Jess, what did you guys talk about? Uh, So my brother, Kevin, uh, read a book called Satanic Panic, uh, Pop Cultural Paranoia in the 1980s. Um, and just sort of uh, gave me a little oral history of it and let me know what it was all about. Um, I'm learning it for kind of the first time. That was our third take doing that recording. It is our second take doing this recording. So, (laughs) man, if this makes it to your ears, we did something right finally. And you said this was like a takeoff of the dollop? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a hat tip slash rip off of of the dollop. So it's... um, my brother Kevin telling me a story, and I'm just sort of reacting and acting as your audience surrogate. Excellent. Can't wait to listen. Yay. Hey, it's Jessica. Welcome to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Uh, I have a special guest this evening. It is my brother. Who's Hello, me? it's me, Jessica's brother, Kevin. Uh, so, um, hopefully the sound quality is okay. We had some technical difficulties, so we're recording a little bit differently tonight. Also, this is the third time my brother and I have tried to record this particular episode. So you may notice him and I are kind of playing with the format. It used to be straight um, interviews. Now we're playing with more new stuff. And, you know, we're just throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. So my latest spaghetti, to continue this, this metaphor... <laughs> is uh, I'm bringing my brother on the show. He is um, an, a high school English. Can you get off of your phone for like a moment? Moment. Uh, he's a high school English teacher, and um, so he and I are both fans of this podcast called The Dollop. If mm-hmm. you haven't heard of it, go listen to it now. Start at the beginning. There's I think it's episode two that they do purity balls. It's outstanding. The format is Dave Anthony does a ton of research, reads a story from American history to um, a comedian, Gareth Reynolds, who just sort of reacts. It sounds very simple. It's a very excellent podcast. Um, And my brother and I both really like it, and we thought it would be kind of a fun thing to kind of do a hat tip to. Are you just waiting for me to stop talking? No, I'm trying to see how long I can go without interrupting you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So tonight's kind of... So this is the third time we've tried to do this. The first time I... Really fucked up the recording. I only recorded his and not mine. Which I was fine with. Which he was encouraging us to put out. And mm-hmm. then last weekend, we actually were seeing the dollop live. So I was staying with Kevin in his uh, apartment in the city. And, like, I've heard a lot from you guys. Like, oh, Jess, you should do drinking podcasts more. And I was like, give the people what they want. And we... That's a t- <laughs> tricky needle to thread is, like, yeah. get a little bit drunk to record um, we got like 40 minutes into it and I fell right asleep. Yeah, it was very, she at one point said, Kevin, Kevin, I'm going to lay down. <laughs> I just, I really wanted to finish it and I listened to part of it and it's not, you claim you weren't reading words necessarily. What did you just say? That you were kind of slurring. Oh yeah. I, well, my enunciation is at times trying anyway, so yeah. Just, um, so, we, Kevin came out to the suburbs. It's Saturday night. We're at my house. I just got a dog today, which is how I lured Kevin out here for the third time to record this thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kevin. Yes. What are you going to be telling us so about today? So, in, uh, in the vein of the dollop, mm-hmm. I'm going to read to you a 
not as well researched story about or uh, nearly as funny. No, well, I'm not. My job is not to be funny. That is your job. <laughs> about um, the uh, satanic panic that struck in, ni- in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, is there any other prefacing you have to do? Is there any other plugging you have to do before we just like jump right into your research? Do I? I'm gonna be a letter. Okay. If if they make it through this dumb podcast, <laughs> the reward is your plugs. Yeah, zero percent chance. <laughs> uh, so November first, 1980. Woo! Author Michelle Smith and psychiatrist Lawrence Pazder published Michelle Remembers, an autobiography. Pazder was Smith's psychiatrist and was treating her for depression after a miscarriage. So, already starting off with a lot of fun. Uh, During their sessions together, uh, Michelle Smith revealed that she had something important to tell him, but could could not remember what it was. In subsequent sessions, Smith began screaming for 25 minutes nonstop and speaking in the voice of a five-year-old. How old, do we know how old this woman is? She is older than five. <laughs> that is, that's one of those things that I find deeply creepy is like child's voices coming out of non-child teeth. Remember the Subway commercials a couple of years ago? No. Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> uh, for over a year after that, the two used... Uh, hypnosis to recover lost memories. Uh, all these memories revolved around Smith's mother's involvement with satanic rituals in the 1950s. Okay, yeah, no, uh, uh, that's the book details uh, her experiences growing up with her mom in the 1950s, uh, which uh, the satanic rituals included uh, torture, uh-huh. being locked in cages. I'm sorry, the mom or the kiddo? The kiddo. Was locked in cages. Oof. Yeah. Uh, sexual abuse. Uh-huh. Uh, the kid, uh, Michelle Smith, uh, at the time, who was a kid, uh, was had been smeared with blood of people and babies who she had just witnessed being Sorry. murdered. Yes. People and babies? Yeah. Very specifically, people and babies that were murdered in front of Michelle Smith and then blood was smeared all Where over Where did them. this take place? The 1950s. No, <laughs> physically? Not in linear time? Uh, like, did this happen in her basement, or was it in, like, a rec center? Was <laughs> it the local one? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I think it took place, like, I want to... In my mind's eye, it takes place in, like, a cave somewhere, but I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> that's accurate. But okay, continue. Let's all imagine in a cave together. Uh, so anyway, she, <laughs> But, like, a cavernous cave, not just a regular cave. Oh, sure. Uh, so... Uh, being smeared with uh, the blood of people and babies who people she was uh, being murdered. Uh, the last ritual described was an 81-day summoning of the devil. It took 81 days to get the devil. 81 days? Uh-huh, straight. That's like two and a half months. Yeah. That's like your summer break. Yeah. Is that a I know. Consi- I, do, I do know what I'm doing this summer, though. Summoning the mm-hmm. devil? Can't be that hard. What? That's the shit that really gets... Like, when they say 81 days, yeah. is that, like, straight? Or is that, like, 9 to 5 and then you go home at night? Um, I wasn't there. I can't really speak to you it. You weren't. But Kevin, what's I imagine it was 81 days. We do days. only first-person narratives. Well, I mean, if you have to summon the devil, I don't think that's a 9 to 5 or I think that's something that's a more... 24 steps? Yeah, more of a flex hour type of thing. You know? But it has to be, like... Like tag out, right? Like three eight hour shifts. A yeah, day. I think there are other people. Am I focusing on the right thing? Yeah, I think there are other people besides the mom and the 
the daughter. No, 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 I understand that. Okay, just keep going. This is okay. Um, so the 81 day summoning Jesus, Mary, and the Archangel Michael. Joseph. Jesus, uh-huh. Mary, and, Joseph. and the Archangel Michael. Kevin, I know nothing about Christianity. Yeah. The one thing I know is Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, Joseph. is dead, right? But Jesus and uh-huh. Mary, and then the Archangel Michael took over what for did he Joseph. Do? Well, they intervened. Just keep going. And removed uh, Smith's scars that she had received during the rituals, as well as removing her memories, quote, until the right time, close quote. Well, that's handy. Mm-hmm. The media ate it up, and Smith appeared on, Oprah, on the Oprah Winfrey Show in 1989. That she was like peak Oprah Winfrey. Peak Oprah Winfrey. Her biggest hair. Mm. Uh, also. So she went on saying, like, I have these recovered memories of this satanic uh-huh, ritual. Yeah. Was the mother still around to corroborate or mm, deny anything? That she never pops up in the story, I will say that. Well, that's handy. So very handy. And also the uh, Michelle Smith and Lawrence Pastor, her uh-huh. psychiatrist, yeah. eventually got married. Whoa! What? Is that not good? That made me deeply uncomfortable. For the third time. Around the same time in Manhattan Beach, California, sexual... <laughs> I say, if you're in therapy with somebody mm-hmm. and they still want to marry you, like, maybe that's a good <laughs> connection. Because I'm in therapy and my, my therapist has heard some shit. Yeah. And she's probably like, all right, just yeah. that's I'm going to be with you. Um... <laughs> Around the same time... She didn't text me this week to see if I was doing okay, because oh, I had a rough session. <laughs> around the same time in Manhattan Beach, California, sexual abuse charges were filed against the McMartin Preschool, a family-run operation. Where was this? Uh, Manhattan Beach, California. Okay. I understand why I didn't hear that, because those words don't mean anything to me together. Manhattan uh, Beach I in California. Think... What's that? We're from the Midwest. We don't know anything. It's, um, it's by I bet it's on the coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judy Johnson, mother of a child who attended the school, claimed her son had been sodomized by <laughs> not only her estranged husband, but also Ray Bucky. And Ray Bucky was uh, working at the Ray Bucky's preschool. the guy from um, Captain America. Mm-hmm. No, that's... Um, Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, reports, <laughs> reports vary as to whether Johnson's son confirmed any of the abuse. Uh, Johnson, the mother, however, continued to make accusations, including bestiality. <gasps> Wait. Rape. Against whom? Bucky Barnes? Uh, yeah. Or against the establishment, I guess. But Man. No, but, yeah. And bestiality. Uh, Ray's mother, who was also working at Ray's the preschool. Ray's Bucky Barnes. Ray's Bucky Barnes. Uh-huh. Uh, Ray's mother had drilled holes into the children's arms. <gasps> Uh, and Ray was Wait. at one point flying in the air. Which one do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad so you didn't stop because I got alarmed at the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so Bucky Barnes is flying in the air. Uh, yeah. And this is witnessed by the kiddos? Kiddos, yeah. Yes, by the kids. And also the kids... Wait, I feel like drilling holes in there are... Okay, not that not that I think the flying thing's realistic. Let's make that very clear. Well, I disagree, but go on. <laughs> but I feel like if a hole was drilled in my arm... Yeah. I'm going to say, like, you would be able to tell physically by looking at my arm. Maybe it was another kid. I don't know. You don't know. We weren't there. All of this is real. Uh, Johnson was later diagnosed, the mother was later diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and died in 1986 of complications related to chronic alcoholism, chronic alcoholism, 
uh, before the hearing had finished. So she died before seeing this all the way through. And oh, she so, was so mentally ill. You said schizophrenia? Schizophrenia. Paranoid schizophrenia. Oh, sweetie. Yeah, so um, it's possible. That maybe she wasn't super reliable as a mm-hmm. witness? Yeah. Uh, the children, uh, there were multiple children interviewed um, from the school, and by 1984, it was claimed that 360 children had been abused. 360? Children. Been abused. At the school? Mm-hmm. How big was the school? It was actually 363 kids. Only oh. three kids got away. Uh, however, due to the interview techniques used, like leading questions and kids who always want to agree with what parents say. Kids are the best, yes, Anders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's believed that, turning the page, many were... <laughs> Every minute to page two? <laughs> yeah, many, many <laughs> page two. Many were um, cases of false memory syndrome. Like, suggestive? It, yeah, basically. So, like... Man, I fucking... I, the thing about how fallible human memory is, is really hard to deal with sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because you... I mean, the more we learn, the more we realize, like, memory is not reliable. Yeah. But it's all you have also. Yeah. It's very malleable. Like, you, I can... We can be convinced of anything. Yeah. So... And, like, really feel like you remembered it. Yeah. And, like, we're adults, we can be convinced. Imagine how kids must feel when they kids don't even... so dumb. So dumb. Um, visual evidence uh, was also later shown to be medically uh, unsupported. So there were, like... Like they have a bruise on their arm, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, it's Satan." Yeah, it's like no, basically. kids fall oh, yeah. all of the time. Right. I've had a puppy for an hour, and she's fallen like seven times. She can't get on. She's couch. so cute. Amongst the accounts of the children, I'm gonna keep interjecting. About were reportings of <laughs> traveling in hot air balloons <laughs> and underground tunnels. Those even, are the opposite things. Even more well, not at the same time. Even more strangely, Chuck Norris was identified as one of the abusers. And satanic ritual abuse, similar to that of Michelle Remembers, the autobiography, mm-hmm. uh, were also claimed. So they said that um, Chuck Norris abused them. <laughs> My husband <laughs> just came into the kitchen for another beer. He's puppy sitting our puppy. Mm-hmm. Are you watching TV over there, sweetie? You're listening? just sitting and listening? Mm-hmm. Say hi to everybody, Mike. I talk, I talk about you a lot. Hi. That's my husband. He's good people. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, he's cheersing. Um, despite both cases eventually shown, shown to be fabricated, which, duh. Uh, from whole uh, cloth, right? <laughs> what? From whole cloth, right? Yeah. None of it is. How does that shit get started, though? Uh, well, so. Uh, oh, are you going to tell me? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and with the help of several similar cases throughout the United States, satanic ritual abuse began to sweep the nation. Uh, satanic ritual abuse, which was later called satanic panic, so catchy. It was another form of moral panic that swept the United States and later eventually the world. Mostly English-speaking world, like Australia and, uh, and England had to get in on that action. I mean, two other English-speaking countries. Mike, New Mike, Zealand and Mike Canada. Mike is my husband. You're Kevin. You're my brother. You, I can go on. New Zealand and Canada. Those two other English-speaking nations. You want more? Yeah. Uh, Scotland. Mm-hmm. Scotland. Ireland. Mm-hmm. North Ireland. <laughs> Wales. To be fair, those are... You can't whisper on a podcast. Just said fuck you to my sister who tried to show me up. Uh, while the seeds of Satanism were laid in the late 1960s with the boom of flower power and the rise of the popularity of the Church of Satan. <laughs> Wait. Back up quickly. Yeah. So the Satanism sort How of... are Satanists and hippies linked? Uh, hippieism is morally uh, not Christian. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you. Yeah. I think you found the button. Basically, there. you know, how dare they not be Christian for yeah, a second? Not wear bras or whatever. And so, <laughs> oh yeah, and, and the Church of Satan started coming up in about the 1960s too. And I can't remember what the guy's name was, but he was a very interesting person. Alistair Crowley. That is his name. Yes, uh, a very interesting person. Uh, oh, and uh, the Church of Satan was led by occultist Anton Lavey. I do know his name. I wrote it. Uh, Anton Lavey. Different person. Uh, Alistair Crowley and Anton Lavey. I think knew one another too. But Crowley did was. He'll tell the, us uh, if we got this wrong. They won't hesitate for a second. To Crowley us. was involved with the. Uh, JPL, right? Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Wasn't that Crowley? Yes! Was that a dollop, actually? Yeah, it was. I, that's that's how I know all of so it. Uh, moral panics included uh, continue to pop up, generally driven by the media and unfounded claims. Well, but I mean, this is the same kind of garbage that happened in line the Salem witch, witch trials, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... Oh, <laughs> damn it, I keep getting... Is it because I've heard this Probably, twice and yeah. was drunk both times? Salem Witch Trials, I wrote down in, by hand, I added that. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. It's probably because I said most it the first time we talked. Probably. Most recent uh, examples include rainbow parties. Do you remember rainbow parties? We've talked about this, so you should remember rainbow parties. It's this thing where you wear lipstick and blowjobs. Yeah, it, it was one of two things. I don't remember which one it was. Oh, yeah, we've had... Okay, so I know rainbow parties because yes. um, they went on Oprah, <laughs> who is... Like, my news source, up until 2010 or whenever. Um, what happened then? Ra- she went off the air. Don't really? Think, yeah. Um, so, I remember rainbow parties being, like, a moral panic of teenagers, teenage girls, who were putting on different colored lipsticks. Yeah. And, like... Going around giving, like, at parties, giving, giving BJs. And then, like, the guys would have... Rainbow, rainbow colored dicks. dicks. Which I feel like... Is there just a massive misunderstanding of, like, how a blowjob works? Uh, I wish I didn't say that to you. God, keep going. Also... What did you think Rainbow Party was? Uh, it was uh, bracelets, different colored bracelets, signifying that uh, girls were down for different things, like brown meant, I think, anal or something like that. Oh, God. Oh, no. I think, Stop. Like, I hated every moment of that. I think yellow meant that they like to get pissed on. Also, that it, that does borrow a little bit from the handkerchiefs and gay communities in the 1960s, um, which is a whole other episode. Listen, I don't want to yuck anybody else's yum, but like, I don't need a bracelet for that. Uh, overdosing on water? <laughs> oh, I skipped one. Do you remember vodka tampons? Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. Overdosing on water, that was a big one when I was in high school. Wait, I thought that happened IRL, or am I just... Yeah, but then it was like, oh my god, all these, don't let your kids go to the water fountain for too long because they're going to try to overhydrate themselves. Wait, you remember that happening? I remember it being a thing that people were worried about. Like, sincerely worried, or like... Don't know. I also remember hearing Just literally, if you drink too much water, Uh you just... Your body just shuts down because it's like overhydrated or whatever. Sure. I I mean, that sounds scientific. Sure. Um... And many, uh, many others. Most recently, Zika and Ebola grabbed the nation's uh, interest despite very few actual cases being found within the United States. Well, I think that is... Driven almost exclusively by the media because they just need something to talk about. Yeah, I, and I think that is definitely something worth talking about when you people are freaking the fuck out about Ebola. But it's like, well, pe- people are dying of like real things. Yeah. But more Ebola's- frequently. Not that Ebola isn't real. I'm sorry, that was a terrible way to phrase that. But like... There are more pre- clear and present dangers. So you're on record in saying that nobody cares about the people who die from Ebola? I am. This is Jessica. It's me, Jessica. What day is it? I don't know. 29th? 29th. Uh, by the, the late, day you got a pop By the late 1970s yes. and early 80s, occultism and Satanism, Satanism had begun to permeate the American culture. 
1981, Rana Jaffe wrote Mazes and Monsters. Okay. Uh, inspired by a real-life 1979 disappearance of a University of Michigan undergrad, James Dallas Egbert. James Dallas Egbert was a socially awkward kid hey, who Kevin. had occasionally played Dungeons and Dragons, yes. You know the thing when you like watch something when you're pretty drunk, and then you, you're like, oh, I don't remember anything, and mm. then you watch it again, and you're like, oh, this sounds familiar. Yeah. I'm dealing with that right Are now. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, so this, um, so James Allen. So Alice this Edward, kiddo played Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I came like once, like literally played Dungeons and Dragons. Let's say like less than a dozen times, probably. Okay. But like, uh, he it's was socially funny. awkward. He had like anxiety and stuff like that. We can't relate to that. No, Egbert was socially awkward. Disappeared in uh, in August, so he disappeared early in in, uh, in the school year. Uh, the campus police were unable to find him, which led uh, to his father hiring a private investigator, William Deer. William Deer. Sorry, D E R D A R. I don't know why that was important. Felt important at the time. If you want to look it up later, I have some regrets. William Deer. Uh, Deer found Egbert in steam tunnels under campus buildings and publicly posited that Egbert <gasps> had been trying to live out his Dungeons and Dragons fantasies. Um, Deer, Deer later admitted that his claim uh, was to help the Egberts save face. Um, because the probable right. reason for James to be in those tunnels was to find a secluded spot for self-harm. So in Deer's eyes... Oh, no! Being involved with, Dan- with, being involved with Satanism and Dungeons & Dragons is less bad than having mental health issues. Or, yeah, less bad. Oh, no! Yeah, pretty messed up. This is also the reason why I was never allowed to play Dungeons & Dragons growing up, and supposedly why the house behind our house burned down when we were growing up. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, back up really quick. First of all, I just need to make it clear, like, fuck that guy. Like, it's such a good reason why mental health is a thing that, like, needs to be addressed. Right. So this kid probably killed himself, right? Uh, is that what they... I don't think... I don't or do think they know? he eventually... I don't think he killed himself, no. He... But he was... He suffered from mental health problems. Well... I think he... Not that I made this table can relate to... Nope. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, really quick. Let's just backpedal a little bit. You want to? You want to play Dungeons and Dragons? It sounded like a th- I still do. It sounds like a thing that would be kind of fun. I mean, it definitely sounds fun in theory. Right. I yeah. In practice. And we li- we both listen. We listen. I listen to the Adventure Zone. I started. We both watch Dan Harmon's thing. Uh, Harmon Quest. I think it's Harmon Quest. It's really good. CISO. CISO. It's very. It feels like it would be very fun to do, and we both watch Stranger Things. Anyway, I don't know. God, I need to stop drinking before these. Um, did you actively want to do it and Mom I said no? Th- no, I just think it was something that I was like avoided entirely because it was like a, a bad thing. It was, like, so it wasn't like thing. Mom and Dad were yeah, like, no, no you're not allowed to do this. It. it was not a thing that we ever thought about doing. My friends never thought about doing even though that was totally the type of thing we should have been doing. You guys were jocks. No. You are a jock in, in high middle school. middle school? I'm um, talking about middle school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, the reason that the house behind us burned down. Yeah, let's go to that. So, I remember it being linked to some kind of. So I don't remember the house thing. behind us burning down. It was. Uh, we were. I was. I barely remember it. I remember the new house being built more so than the house behind us. Okay, down. so I was. But I do remember hearing that it was somehow related to Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. Do you have any more details? It was behind us when uh-huh. we were growing up. I still know the girl who. Lived back there. Oh, really? Yeah, she's a huge Republican. 
course. Uh, Mazes and Monsters was cr- uh, quickly written based on that um, based on that story. So they took the story about yeah. So the author, uh, I sort of wrote this a little bit backwards, but Rana Jaffe wrote Mazes and Monsters based on the story. This guy's story. Uh, based on that guy's story, or basically based on William Deere's accounting of the story. And so Mason's Monster was written and then uh, immediately caught the attention of a CBS TV producer who uses it as source material for a made-for-TV movie using the same name, starring America's Dad, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. That was so that was Tom Hanks' first big role, was uh, in we a made-for-TV movie called... Um, Mason's Monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it about... A kid that kills things? Like, what's the plot? I think Tom Hanks is... Oh, uh, the plot is roughly Tom Hanks getting... Um, Satanized. Satanized, yeah. Essentially. <laughs> like, kind of getting possessed because he was playing Dungeons & Dragons. Yikes, right? likes. That's fun. So, <clears throat> while... Oh, hang on. We got it here. While Satan... I wrote this so long ago, I forgot what I wrote. This is, this is are a you surprise. Are you about to laugh at your own joke? Uh, no, while <laughs> Satanism wasn't directly uh, to blame for the character's mental downfall, uh-huh. uh, the story serves as an inspiration for Reverend James R. Car- Cotter to make that very jump. Cotter claimed that the magic used in-game by characters was the same magic used by Satanists. From there... He compared lines from uh, the Monster Manual, which is the Dungeons and Dragons handbook, mm-hmm. to scripture and concluded uh, his sermon by stating that there is, quote, a warning from Peter telling us to be alert, on the alert for a roaring lion, but at times Satan disguises himself and becomes a cute, cuddly kitten. Papa? Uh, that's what he had done in the game Dungeons and dragons. So Dungeons and Dragons is a kitten? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's Satan dressed up as a kitten to get them kitties. Um, what the fuck is going on with pastors all of the time? Oh, you switched beers. Did you switch beers? Mm. Back up. Back up here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is just like the Harry Potter garbage. See? Harry Potter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's drunk <laughs> mind is starting to put back together. Um, we never got this far, I don't think. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I don't know. But doesn't it feel like anything in pop culture that might divert attention away from like being really focused on the church is like? Did I do it again? Nope. Um, but it get, just keep keep, keep why, that idea. Why don't you that. tell me when to talk? No, no, you're doing great. You're very welcome. The sermon uh, spurred well, actually, Albert James <laughs> Dager or Dadger of Media G E R of Media Spotlight. Media Spotlight is the quote first ministry on a national scale to specifically address hmm. the ungodly nature of the secular media, particularly in motion pictures, television, toys, games. And a myriad of other problems that contribute to Christians living no differently than the rest of the world. <laughs> that is all, close quote, that is, that is, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they, that's, all of this, <laughs> weird to hear, all of that is Ooh, how, need to tighten that up. That's how they describe themselves. It doesn't fit on a business card. No, it's not very punchy, is it? It doesn't even rhyme. No. And so the media spotlight, who wanted <laughs> Okay, Media Spotlight is the first ministry 
first first ministry. on a national scale. Sure, to a, lot, specific, a lot of qualifications already. Address the qualifiers, un- not qualifications. Specifically address <laughs> the <laughs> ungodly nature of the secular media, particularly in motion pictures, television, <laughs> toys, games. And a myriad of other problems that contribute to Christians living no differently than the rest of the world. Can I tell you the thing that annoys me about that most? Differently? Oh, a myriad of other things? Why not? We're already that far. Just list the rest of them? No. um, You don't say a myriad of. It's myriad other things. Oh, really? Yeah. Mikey just knew that I was about to be annoyed by that. He called from the living room. Um, Yeah. I don't know what. I know. Again. I always focus on the wrong that's, you'd be surprised how I don't often talk it shit on my podcast. <laughs> um, that cackle anyway. was Jessica's husband. <laughs> he married me. He knows what he got into. Um, no, that I mean, that's just like a descriptor, right? That wasn't like their tagline. No, yeah, that's just how they describe themselves. Like I imagine that's like their thesis. They just need to punch it up like a little bit because there's a lot of redundancies. Because I feel like you don't have to say media and then be like, movies, TV. Well, but they're saying they're focusing in on motion pictures. As opposed to what other media? News. Papers. Comic books. (laughs) (laughs) Did you mean news, comma, papers, or newspapers? No, I thought newspapers might be a better answer. (laughs) Okay, keep going. Uh, They concluded, quote, if you are caught up in anything akin to fantasy role-playing games... I beg you to burn the abominable thing. Oh. Oh. So, very much against Did Dungeons you hear? and Dragons. So, you know how... Okay. Quick sidebar. You know how J.K. Rowling is amazing at Twitter? Uh-huh. Who'd she clap back at? <laughs> this is not new, but have you heard the thing where she was talking shit about Trump because she's a literal genius? Yeah. And somebody tweeted at her like... Oh, I can't believe you're so disrespectful of a president. I'm going to burn your book. And she said something to the effect of, like, I already have the money. Like, do you need a match? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's the best of us. She came after, uh, oh, God, I can't remember his name, but he took over for Larry King. He was that Weasley. Uh, oh, that British guy? Yeah. She came after him pretty great. Look that up, guys. I can't remember what it was. I'm doing it. Vamp, Kevin. Uh, vamp or Reed? Yeah, it's fine. Still. Here's Morgan. I didn't even look it up. Still, the RPG panic was only amongst uh, the church-going circles. RPG is role-playing games. Role-playing game panic. For you uninitiated nerds. For you non-nerds out there. Context was Michael. Uh, it was only amongst church-going circles. This is why I don't record in my house. Until the New York Times printed about uh, a parental outrage in a Utah high school over the inclusion of role-playing games into its after-school programming. A horror. Mm. Uh, after a PTA ruling was overturned uh, and the RPG club was banned due to a large influx of people expressly against the club, but not affiliated with the school at all. So a bunch of people came into a PTA meeting oh, and uh, said, we don't want this in the school. Probably didn't say our school. Probably said the school because it's not their school. Our local school. Mm-hmm. And so now, then they uh, RPGs got banned, and the New York Times was like, "Hey, check out this weird stuff going on in Utah." Anyway, one doesn't of the protesters make, doesn't it blow your mind when people like get their hackles up about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the shit that year. You mean like Kylo Ren's scar? Do you know what this? 
No. Kylo Ren has a scar that's in a different spot in the next movie. And people are outraged. <laughs> okay. Fair. Wasn't specifically what I was going to bring up, but oh. that's that's fair. Let's just move on with our lives. Okay. Uh, one of the protesters was Norman Spring, a Christian minister okay. who, yes. I feel like we're doing a really good job of this. Probably. Uh, I'm trying to stay on track. <laughs> one of the protesters was Norman Spring, a Christian minister who, in the New York Times article, was quoted as saying... Oh, it's very anti-religious. It's it's Dungeons & Dragons. It's very anti-religious. I have studied witchcraft and demonology for some years, and I've taught against witchcraft. The books themselves have been taken from mythology and from witchcraft, and they are filled with demonology, filled with pictures and, turn the page, symbols that you could find in any basic witchcraft book and use the same terminology. These books are filled with things that are not fantasy, but are actual in the real demon world, real demon world, and can be very dangerous for anyone involved in the game because it leaves them so open to satanic spirits. That's quoted from a New York Times article. I just don't get it. I just don't... Why all these people are so long-winded? <laughs> First of all, they all need an editor. Yeah, they gotta punch this up. But second of all, like... It, it will never stop blowing my mind how much people care about other people's business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing that really gets me every time. Of Like, obviously, hot take, I don't believe there's a God. You heard it here first, folks. But like That can't have been the first time they heard you say that. Yeah, no, the first time. I've been super ambiguous. I like to give... It doesn't matter. Um... But, like, I, I'm not religious, and I don't like religion, but if somebody wants to spend their Sundays or whatever in their... That's fine. Like, you do you. Mm-hmm. The thing that fucking kills me is, like, if somebody's doing something different in their own home, whether that's, like, well, being I, anti-gay or anti... Real quick, just want to push back on that a little bit, is sure. that the role-playing game was in a school. The, the game also became <laughs> the day. The game also became a scapegoat for Patricia Pauling, a Virginia, a Virginia mother. I feel like a lot of alliterative names we've heard tonight. There's a Judy. You're just thinking Jetson? of Dungeons and Dragons a lot. No, there's like and a Judy also Jameson, Monsters. Judy Jetson. Judy. There was not that is. From the I Jetsons. swear to fucking God, that'd be your first. The game movie. also became uh, a scapegoat for Patricia Pauling, a Virginia mother. You know why though? Why? They're all alliterative. Uh, Stanley wrote this. <laughs> uh, Take that, Stanley! <laughs> whose son committed We got you, you burned! Son committed suicide after being cursed in a oh, game. Oh, why did you make me say shitty things before you just told me a son committed suicide? Keep going. I mean, it's not like you haven't heard this before. However, the child's friends. To be fair, by this time, the first two times I was drunk. No, we weren't that drunk the first time. Uh, however, the, f- the child's friends had no memory of such a curse ever taking place. Oh, you don't fucking say. Mm-hmm. Despite this, she was fast in her belief and created bad, B-A-D-D. I uh-huh. Bothered about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> bothered about is an expression. 
Yeah, but I think they came up with bad and worked backwards. You don't fucking say. I think so. Bothered about Dungeons and Dragons. Mm Which technically should either be B D D or B D A D B A D A D Badada. Badada. Because I like Badada a thousand. Because times. if we're gonna or if we're gonna include about, then we also need to include and I think. Or neither. Far be it for me to accuse somebody of being pedantic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> bothered about nobody's you're bothered by a thing. Yep. That's true. Uh, bothered about drunk Dungeons and Dragons, petition the FCFTC uh, to put a li- the Fair Trade Commission uh, to Where put a label on Twitter. They're going to tweet at me because they don't know your handle. That's fine. Are um, you on Twitter? Yeah. Every year, I tweet the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition. You live tweet it. I live tweet the Nathan Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition. That's I think I may have missed it last year, but the year before was a lot oh, of fun. Oh, my yeah. God. The world is wanting. Mm-hmm. One guy, the first time I did it, uh-huh. one guy, his, his claim to fame was he was the salmon-eating champion. Oh, no! <laughs> and he wasn't a bear, and that's why it was so <laughs> confused. <laughs> that was the dumbest shit I've ever made. What are my dogs looking at me? He's such a she's such a cutie. She is cute. Uh so anyway, the uh bothered about Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> lobbied the FTC to put a label on on, on, on all Dungeons and Dragons boxes Jesus that warned Christ. the game may cause suicide. <gasps> <laughs> may cause uh-huh, suicide. Yeah. Warning, game may cause suicide. Cause I wouldn't say is the word I would use when saying suicide. What would you use? Oh, I wouldn't use any words. (laughs) Game is suicide. Is Uh, that what you're saying? No, I don't know. But also, if it's loud in the background, it is like storming Mm -hmm. out here tonight. So I'm sorry if there's... I'm not that sorry. Should have built an ark. All right, anyway, the FTC sent the petition... Sent the petition onto the Computer Consumer Product Safety Commission, who who declined. Oh, yeah. I, so hard pass from that. Yeah, the FTC was like, "Hey, you guys want to deal with this?" May cause may cause suicide. suicide? Mm-hmm. I'm so bothered by that turn of phrase. The piece, uh, sorry, polling was also appeared on 60 Minutes. The piece claimed that there have been many suicides and murders, the motives of which were blamed on Dungeons and Dragons by police. None of that was true. That's the thing that fucking drives me crazy. It's like, you can just say a thing. Yeah. Why, why don't I lie more on this podcast? I'm a millionaire. Does that make that true? No, then? that was not compelling and not funny. And <laughs> Somebody laughed at that. Desperately not true. Um, eventually, the game lost popularity and fell out of the zeitgeist, largely due to bad and its ilk. <laughs> due to nerds. Well, and bullies. Yeah. And swirlies. Oh boy. Uh, D&D, Did however. Bullied as a kid? No. Mm. I was a bully. D&D, no, yeah. that's, that's not true. D&D was not the only piece of culture that Satanic Panic affected. The PSAs at the end of most 1980s Saturday cartoons, including He Man and G.I. Joe's, were in response to some fundamentalists. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> some fundamentalists accusing the programming of spreading the word of Satan. And his teachings. What does that mean? Despite the cartoons being practically devoid of any moral ambiguity. 
So He-Man is good. Devoid of moral ambiguity? Mm-hmm. There's nothing morally ambiguous about it at all. Oh, okay. It's just very black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. G.I. Joe's good. Cobra's bad. Yeah. He-Man is good. Skeletor is bad. So good. Good pull. Thank you. Also, the other guys were bad, too. Do you remember She-Ra? Mm-hmm. Sure. There was a little guy that was always in the... I just remember her horse, Swift Wind, who I really liked. There was a little guy, and yeah. I remember at the end of all the shows, uh-huh. he'd be like, Hey, did you see me in the background? And then the show where he was in the background in one scene, he was like, oh, where's Waldo? I think. Is it possible that we, we as a family, had one VHS tape of He-Man? Uh, no, I think that's the thing. Hey, uh, listeners, please make sure that you tell my sister. They've turned this off. <laughs> make sure you tell my sister what that guy's name was, Vienna Shira, and... Oh, Vienna Shira specifically? Shira, yeah. Just Shira, I think. Steady, swift wind. That's what I remember her saying. <laughs> That voice? Probably. Okay. Well, I mean, when you're six, every every voice sounds like this. Yeah, that's true. Should I do uh, voiceover work? Yeah, definitely. This is... Keep going. Ground control. Luki. Um, what? What? Luki. Luki? Like Bloomkey? Luki hit in every Are you just thinking of our last name, Bloomkey, Mikey? My husband's helping. He said Lukey is the... He's a dwarf? No, he's like a little colored, fuzzy character. I don't think you can say colored anymore, Mikey. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's flicking me off. Books like... Uh, books like Turmoil in the Toy Box and Saturday <laughs> Morning Mike... Hold on, will you let me get through the sentence, no. please? Books like Turmoil in the Toy Box and Saturday Morning Mind Control, both by Phil Phillips, take a close look... <laughs> at much of the programming at the time and concluded that the world building within them was clearly anti-Christian and cited specifically, quote, masters of the universe, close quote. <clears throat> so. So any universe, world building, universe building is, is anti-Christian? Decidedly anti-Christian because it's not reinforcing the beliefs of Christianity. How much time do people have on their hands? Well, Phil Phillips has a lot of it. He wrote two books. There's no fucking way that's his real name. It's Philip Phillips? Mm-hmm. Like the band. Wasn't there a band called Philip Phillips or something like that? Mikey? <laughs> Is there a band called Philip Phillips? I might be thinking of Wilson. Phillips? No. Nope. I, I might be thinking of Wilson Phillips. This group. <laughs> this growing uncertainty. Somebody, somebody, say goodbye. This growing Should concern, of course, no, made the news. Uh, as well as uh, getting the attention of the U.S. government, mm-hmm. which produced several sure. studies. Because New, gov- New York, the U.S. government had nothing to do in the 80s. No. They were too busy um, putting all the people of color in jail. Uh, Hot take. The growing concern, uh, sorry, U.S. government. The U.S. government produced several studies on the negative effects of t- on TV on American children. They all concluded that TV was the cause of children becoming more violent, and that if children continue to watch the violent programming found on their television... Violent, like, Masters of the Universe? No, like, or remember like, how all those people on G.I. Joe never died? Very violent. Sad. Watch the violent sad. programming found on their televisions, the violent tre- violence trend would continue to rise in the United States. So, basically, because fundamentalism, we think television is bad for kids... Well, and also, 
also, they were super right because violent crime is way up. No, I'm sorry. Wait, this is the most peaceful time in all of human history. Mm-hmm. So, that's my bad. Um, Even though G.I. Uh, Joe and Masters of the Universe exist. So, like, so this is less about, like, the satanic panic. Do you think this is just when the Christian right was taking sort of a moral stronghold? Uh, stronghold? Uh, is that an expression? Sure. But, like, this is when the Christian right was sort of, like, spreading their wings and trying to, yeah, like, certainly, yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. I don't fucking get it. Like, your kids do what your kids do. Uh, I don't know. I don't like it at all. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, in 1988, Geraldo Rivera got into the action by hosting a very special episode of his self-titled show. Devil Worship, Exposing Satan's Underground, featured a plethora of guests from police officers to the New York Archdiocese, to Ozzy Osbourne, (laughs) to to weigh in in on the influence of Satan over American culture. Uh, What did Ozzy Osbourne have to say? He was very pro-Satan. Spoiler alert, he's not American. Well, that's a good point, actually. (laughs) I don't know why he was there. Um, what? I said, I don't know why he was there. Probably because oh, I, I don't know that he was here. there. So you... No, I wrote it down. He's definitely there. It's canon. Oh, hang on. It gets better. Uh, so this is actually right after the Al Capone's vault thing that Geraldo Rivera did. Oh, bless his heart. Yeah. So like he was like, oh, all I have to do is be sensational. Sure. And so then he just really, really took that idea around. Really quick. Did I ever tell you about whenever I was abroad, people would always ask me about gangsters? Yeah, I got that a lot too, actually. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, to be fair, the one guy I met from Liverpool, I asked him if he knew any of the Beatles, so I guess it does go both ways. <laughs> That's pretty good. When I was in Greece when I was like 20, um, this very lovely woman had a little shop and she made original paintings. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I had, like, super auburn hair, and she thought I was Irish, which I got a lot. Actually, in Australia, people always thought I was Irish because really? they say my R's. And oh. apparently only Americans and Irish say are ours. Um, but anyway, this this lovely woman, she gave... <laughs> she I bought a few little paintings of um, various Greek... What's the word? I have no, no. idea. No. It's just, like, places. How am I doing? You couldn't I... think of places? No, that's not what I was trying to say. Boy, do you edit any of these? Never. You ought to. Um, but anyway, so she was very kind, and she gave me a free uh, portrait of Christ because I bought so much from her. Uh-huh. Um, actually, you know that? Do you remember when I gave you that uh, Apollo statue? Yeah. That's from that woman. Okay. I, when I went there, I, gave, I bought two statues, Apollo and Artemis, for the sun and the moon, um, and I gave one to my brother because I am an excellent gift giver. Anyway, the point of all this is to say that she... <laughs> I, d- I have a hard out of eventually, so let's make sure that... <laughs> but she asked where I was from, and I said Chicago, and she in I spoke very little English, and she said, oh, gangsters. I was like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, um, that's what we're known for. To this woman in Greece. To all women in Greece. I'll go so far as to say that. Hot take. All women in Greece. Hot take from Kevin Only Bunky. know Chicago as having gangsters. Anyway, Geraldo Rivera accused Ozzy Osbourne of purposefully creating music to spread the word of the devil to susceptible youths. Got him. Got him. Uh, This wasn't the first time a musician was accused of dabbling in sordid affairs. You don't say. Going as far back to the beginning of music. (laughs) 
But apparently, I just want. Oh no, no! In that of that time, in 1985, uh, Tipper Gore went on the offensive on what she called porn rock. That's a quote. Creating the porn rock, rock. creating the filthy 15, a list of songs she found to be morally objectionable. The list's artists was wide-ranging from Judas Priest to Prince to Madonna and Cyndi Lauper. Cyndi Lauper? Yeah. What did she ever do to anybody? She wrote a song about masturbating. Good for her. Shebop, I believe it's called. Shebop. Thank you. Uh, Gore categorized them. Mikey, do you just want to come hang out in here? Gore categorized them as being profane, into the occult, about drugs and alcohol, or violent. No, uh, oh, yeah, you got Gore talk. and other wives of congressmen. Is short for something? Uh, yeah, Tipper Canoe and Tyler too. Keep going, I hate you. Gore categorized them as being either read that already. Gore and other wives of congressmen went as far as to hold an official hearing on the Senate floor after creating the Parent Music Resource Center or PMRC. Because yeah, remember bad. <laughs> bothered by Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, bothered about Dungeons and Dragons. Bother- See, I couldn't even say it in jest because it's not an expression. Keep going. Uh, in attendance at the hearing was Frank Zappa, D. Snyder of Twisted Sister, and Bob Denver, all of whom spoke out. Bob Denver? Bob uh, Denver. Rocky Mountain High was about getting high. Jessica, didn't you know that? That's about drugs. That's one of the ones that she was against. Wait, is Rocky Mountain High really about getting high? I don't think so, no. He just says the word high. Remember, guys, at my sister as to whether or not Rocky Mountain High is about getting high. It's fine. I wasn't smart enough to make my Twitter handle my name, so I'm pretty hard to find. Mine's private. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Oh, Kevin, guess what's about to happen? All of whom spoke out against being labeled as filthy or dangerous and spoke directly to their uh, constitutional rights of freedom of speech. What's going to happen? I'm almost about to have more followers than I am following. It's going to be a big day. You know how you can quicken that? No, I understand how I could quicken it. I hope you guys can hear this wine pouring into my glass. I know I can quicken I'm not going to hasten it, though. I just want it to be a natural thing. Hemet has, like, 11,000. I'm crowning over, like, 310. So, we're the same amount of famous. He's also verified. He said I should try to get verified. I was like, I feel like you need to have more than... I'm verified. You're not. Could be. Um, The hearing got away for the PMRC, who anticipated three of the four artists to be anything but well-spoken and thoughtful. Uh, And rather than getting the Filthy 15 band and other sex rock band from the airwaves, had to settle with the now well-known explicit content warning sticker found on questionable albums. I remember... Thank fucking God. Thank God. I remember uh, one of my friend's birthday parties. He Uh got Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. And this was right when the label came out. The the initials J.H.? Uh-huh. And... uh, and he was like secretly trying to like uh, get the sticker off, so his mom didn't know there was a. Stop it, really? Yeah, I don't think she cared, but like it was a thing. Was it a physical sticker? I thought it was. Yeah, for a while, the, it was a, um, for a while, it was a physical sticker, and then it turned into explicit, like a like a printed on thing. Yeah, that was definitely. You know what? That's definitely a thing that really weighed hard on people. Mm. I feel like my life was better knowing what songs have. You know, um, what, Kevin, I think so too. Thank you. 
I, and I also think you're really brave. I know. I'm very brave. It's very difficult to be a white male in this world. Ugh, the bravest. Thank you. Continue. Uh, still, Satanic Panic wasn't done with music. The bands ACDC and KISS were both accused of being veiled references to Satan. Oh, okay. So when you first told me you were going to talk about Satanic Panic, yeah. this is what I remember because I watched VH1 a lot in the 90s. Uh-huh. And this is when, like, when they're on trial, and it was about, like, if you play their records backward, they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To- See, that's what I thought the Satanic Panic was, mm-hmm. which is... Is that the standalone is batshit crazy. Right. But all this other stuff happened, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. ACDC stood for Antichrist Devil Child. Or Akadaka, if you're from Australia. Akadaka. That's Kiss. right, my friends. I like Australians. Can I come hang out with you? And Kiss was <laughs> Knights in, in Satan's service. service. That's right. That's legit. No. No, it's neither, not? Uh, no. no. Neither one of those things are real. They're just... Wait, wait, wait. I thought Knights in Satan's service was like... No. This is the thing. No shit. No shit. What? Is Kiss an acronym or is it just the word Kiss? It's, kiss stands for Kiss. A band that's... I don't like it. I don't understand why people like Kiss. Okay. It's baffling to me. Well... Again, let's not yuck anybody else's yum. Okay, that's not a saying. I didn't think. It's an expression. All right. I learned it from Travis McElroy. I don't know yeah, if he made it not up. Yeah, he definitely made that up. Uh, artists were even accused of hiding satanic messages within their songs. Yes. Urging listeners to commit violent acts to themselves or others. That's probably what you remember. I do remember that from, from uh, VH1 as well. That, yeah. Yeah, there was like a thing. Because like, there's like this weird thing where like, Alice Cooper in a suit on the witness stand. I'm like, oh, this is not the natural place you should be. Do you know what Alice Cooper loves to do? Be in a suit on it? Golf. (laughs) Alice Cooper Cooper is a big golfer. Is he really? He's a very big golfer. Why is that a thing you know? Uh, I mean... Why is his name Alice Cooper? It's the band name. His name isn't Alice Cooper? No, he changed it. He made up the name. I I watched Behind the Music. Um, Dude! What? What? It's the character from the Archie comics. Alice Cooper is the mom from the Archie comics? Yeah. Mikey is just sitting in the next room, like, throwing truth bombs from over fact. there. Well, I don't know if I can categorize that as truth bombs, but Mikey, has the poppy is she doing good? Did she miss me? She has been sleeping for the last 12 she hours. She fell asleep on my head earlier. Okay, keep going. Let's pretend we still have listeners. Uh, the rise of over-the-top horror movies utilizing metal music helped further solidify okay. metal's link to the occult. Oh. After the most prominent and terrible example, uh, among the most prominent and terrible examples is the made-for-TV movie *Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park*, a movie that pitted the glam band against Can the evil spirit. Can we talk about punching up titles? *Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park*. I think that I mean you know what that movie is going to be about. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's a punchy title. I mean, it's, it, it's a little, it's a little... That's no Kevin. different than The Fate of the Furious. Kevin. I don't know what the hell that movie's Show about. Show, don't tell. First of all, have you seen The Fate of no, the Furious? No, I want to, though. Mikey, he hasn't seen... <laughs> it's good. It, it's so good. We watched it at the, the Hollywood Palms near us, where you can drink during it, which is the only reason I would tolerate a Fast and Furious movie. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mikey's getting drunk and yelling. Keep going. There's the Toronto... Why is Vin Diesel talk like that all the time? I can't do it. You know who's the best in those movies is the British guy. Kurt Russell? No, the British guy. Oh, uh... He's in Spy? Mm Mm-hmm. I fucking... 
What is it? Jason, Jason Statham. I just remembered. Mike didn't remember. I thought Mikey said Sting. No, Jason. Yeah, Sting is really great. In this Statham movie. is a really good in the new one. He's a delight. It's a great movie. I There are like two women who say words in it. And normally that's like, I'm done so with that. But I just liked it so much. <laughs> also, wait. I have to tell you a story. This is, I'm sorry, guys. So we, Mikey and I saw it um, a couple weeks ago at... It's a place in the Chicago suburbs called Hollywood Palms, and it's one of those, like, it's recliners, and also you get food and beer, or whatever liquor you choose. And so we saw it on, like, Easter Sunday after we left his mom's place, and uh, so Mikey and I were sitting there, and, like, two seats apart from us, there was a man and his, I don't know, maybe a 10-year-old son, and I couldn't stop laughing for the first hour because every interesting or fun thing that happened, Mikey and this nine-year-old kid would make the same faces. <laughs> <laughs> and then at one point, something crazy happened, and I went to look at... My, so Mikey was to my left, and this kid was further to his left, and I went to look at Mikey, and the kid also looked at Mikey, and the kid and I made eye contact and did, like, the biggest smiling face. <laughs> and so from then on, anytime something weird would happen in the movie that was, like, bonkers, he and I would just do, like, a... Like... It, and then the movie ended and his dad hustled him out of the movie theater which honestly was probably a good parenting move from yeah. him but I was like keep him away from you yeah 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 anyway am I on track or yep totally Kiss uh, meets the Phantom of the Park the film was largely panned as being completely unwatchable being garbage yeah unwatchable unwatchable um, also one of the members of Kiss and I'm pretty sure it was Peter Chris. <laughs> was completely hammered the entire time. Now, that could be slander. It might not have been Peter Chris, but that's the probably only guy I can remember from Kiss right now. I listen to the podcast about it. Simmons. The conservative backlash to all the Satanism and occultism was, of course, the newly created genres white metal and Christian punk. Yeah. A thing I absolutely adore is um, peers of of mine I'm thinking I think I'm thinking specifically of Ross, Bo- Ross Blotcher who told me the story that like he still sincerely likes Christian Rock really? oh we had, we had dinner with him yeah and he was like I still like Christian Rock I don't remember him saying that did he really? no I, I mean who knows what was happening maybe that was before I got there I was so sick I was so sick with the flu oh yeah that was a bad weekend for you it was a lot of fun though it was so much fun we went to Very Very Fun Day which is the maximum fun thing I want to be a max fun so bad I reached out. They didn't go back to me. For the podcast? Yeah. I think it's a little bit off-brand for that. I'm fun listening to how funny I am. Yeah. Whee! Yeah, you are whimsical as fuck. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, Ken, do you think this is the best recording we've done? That you... Of the three that we've done, is this yeah, the best? Yeah. I mean, we're almost through it, so yeah. <laughs> it's the one we've got. <laughs> the bar is low. Finish this. Is this your last page? No. Yes. Okay. Uh, MTV later came under fire for promoting occultism. Many bands used occult symbols in their backgrounds or on instruments, probably because just to fuck with people. <laughs> we're so bad that we were pro- they were promoting Satanism. It's like, well, okay, if you're going to accuse me of promoting Satanism, I may as well lean in. Um, uh, <laughs> so many bands use occultism symbols uh, in backgrounds or on instruments, which drew the drew to cries from the PMRC and other groups. Many PMRC was which one? Prance. Uh, it doesn't matter. 
Um, this Tipper Gore's thing. Oh, okay. Um, many concluded that there were also subliminal messages hidden within the videos. Subliminal messages had their moment, didn't they? I remember a Saved by the Bell episode that featured heavily subliminal messages. I'm sorry, within the mm-hmm. context of the episode? Yeah, it was um, one of the, te- the psychology teachers, maybe, was yeah. uh, played a tape with subliminal messages in it, and then like the next day all the kids showed up with like gifts for her. And then, Stop it. And then I think Screech took that idea and was like, well... If the teacher do you think it's chicks? Gifts, yeah. Scrooge is like, I can get ladies because little messages. Ladies are a thing to be one and not a whole human entity of their own. God. I mean, I don't know if that needed to be song, but <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, he managed to get a subliminal recording onto the uh, the speaker system, I guess, for like the oh, brother. And then um, to teach him a lesson, it didn't actually work. Teach so a lesson. Screech. To teach Screech okay, a, lesson, a lesson, yeah. To teach Screech a lesson yeah. to, I guess, not mess with people like that. Uh, everybody played along and pretended like they were all like into Screech, and then there was like a zombie outbreak, kind of. Anyway. Is <laughs> that the end of Fever Dream? No, I'm pretty sure that's an actual episode. Uh, the use of scantily clad women and the free use of alcohol and smoking were also suspected of trying to corrupt kids. Brother. MTV was banned in a mental health facility <laughs> in Connecticut, and the U.S. Surgeon General said that MTV was a liability. I'm sorry, the what? The U.S. Surgeon General said that MTV was a liability. What year is this? I don't remember the year. Probably. This is like a Clinton. No, this is Reagan. Reagan. Oh, this is still Reagan? I don't remember the 90s. No, 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 no. So we're deeply in the 80s. I don't remember the 80s. I love the 80s. Uh, Even the thriller was considered dangerous, though a lack of videos and the popularity of Michael Jackson kept the video in heavy rotation. (laughs) Oh, I see what. Okay. So, like, they're like, hey, this whole thriller thing is really about, like, occultism. And the engineer was like, well,. Sorry, we have like six videos, and this is one of them. Also, Michael Jackson's pretty great, so we're going to keep playing this I thing. Actually, I remember so specifically the first time I saw th- we were sitting in our family room. And I'm listening. There was, yeah, you should be. You're, <laughs> you're on my podcast. Um, and they did like a behind-the-scenes thing. And yeah. then I remember seeing Thriller, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good video. Oh, it's so good. Michael Jackson, though. Hot take. Michael Jackson was really talented. <laughs> the growing popularity... <laughs> the growing popularity of VCRs also helped further p- the panic. Not only were home videos accused of bringing anti-Christian ideals into the homes of American children, mm-hmm. but a cottage economy of evangelical-produced pro- warning videos pointing out satanic references in movies, television, comic books, and board games sprang up as well. I bet those are all legit... Yeah, I really wish I could find one of those. You could. I, bet you, I wouldn't also look. So <laughs> it's like you don't take your sister's podcast seriously, Kevin. I wrote six pages. We have tens of listeners. <laughs> Dozens. They've started numbering themselves. Really? Yeah. That's very sweet of them. <laughs> because Kevin and I always make a joke. We're like, we have six listeners, and we're like, well, I'm number seven. There, we honestly had 
like the greatest humans as listeners. I've I've gotten it's been really they're great. I love them. I love you guys. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'd like to give a special shout out to Sarah who might be one of your listeners. For the most part, satanic ritual abuse has faded away into, his, into the history books. You don't say. As Americans began to worry about other, less fantastic outrages. Although, even today, Satanism will find its way into the fringes of the media and, culture, and the cultural consciousness. Uh, recently, it was identified as being a part of the Pizzagate scandals by conspirators. And that's the story of Satanism. Pizzagate? Yeah, Pizzagate. What did they do with Pizzagate? It was something in the th- in the signage, I think, was like, oh, that's a goat head, maybe. Jesus Christ. People ha- Listen, I know people accuse millennials of having too much time on our hands because we have hobbies. Yeah, I just feel like anytime somebody's like, oh, I made this giant crustage of a thing, people- it doesn't matter. I'm just, people hate millennials a lot, and I'm a fine person. You're one of the good ones. Huh, that's what people keep telling me. Um... <laughs> Nobody's ever told me that. Kev. Yes, Jessica. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Um, let's talk briefly about our religious upbringing. Okay. Or sort of how we... I, when I was driving out here, I was thinking about... So I work at a charter school that used to be... The building it's in used to be a Catholic school. And all it is a Catholic, Catholic as fuck building. At the end of the... With a problematic painting of Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah. There is a problematic There's in, in the theater in... In his high school, they have a bunch of just, like, media figures painted on. Mm-hmm. It was probably drawn in the 80s. 80s, yeah. And, and there's a... Bill Cosby. Pretty was, big uh, Bill Cosby. I think there's one person of color in the mural, and, and I Bill think Cosby. it's Bill Cosby. Oof, which is not great, because it's almost all people of color in your school. Yeah, there's, like, two white kids. Uh, yeah, but on the end, at the end of the floor that I'm on, there's a say nine foot cross. Sure, that um, you defer, you do, pay deference to every day. Mm-hmm. So, so Kevin and I are we're Catholic on both sides of our family. I don't know. <laughs> well, our mom is Italian. Uh huh. Italian Catholic. I don't know if you remember that. I do. Our grandpa, our mom's dad was. 80% probably part of the mob? Mm, he definitely helped. I, whether he's part of the mob, he definitely like got some TVs that fell off trucks. Yeah, definitely. Um, he ran a grocery store in upstate New York in the 1920s, mm-hmm. and you guys can draw your own conclusions on that. Have you heard Nani? Nani is our grandmother who's still with us. She, um, during Prohibition, her dad yeah. made bathtub gin, mm-hmm. and she said... I have video of Nani and I talking that she used to remember, like, screen tops on, like, bottles of bathtub gin. She used to drive a car when she was really young. Get Really? Nani did? Think I know Papa did. Well, maybe I'm thinking of Papa then. Okay, babe. Like, he and his dad would drive together. Oh, and his dad and, would split off. Yeah, so. if the cops started chasing him, the dad yeah. would split off, and, and Papa had, I think, all, all the bruises in the underage kid's car. <laughs> Which, which obviously <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, but anyway, so our our grandparents came to the U.S. when they were like young kids. Yeah, um, and they were Catholic, and then our dad's family is Irish Catholic. Yeah, German. Uh-huh. Um, and so our dad grew up going to um, yeah, Catholic I, church. The, uh, and, 
hated. Yeah, a story that I remember that Dad told me was when he started at either Quincy College when he was there or Western Illinois University when he was there. I forgot Quincy College. Uh, Granny and Gramps. His, uh, his mom and dad came out to visit him and were appalled when he did not know when the where the school church was. Stop it, Yeah, really? yeah. They were like real pissed at him because he just, as soon as he got out of the house, he just stopped going to church. Uh, and then sort of brought that to our family. Yeah. Well, our dad's thing was all about, I, I remember dad specifically saying he hated going to church and he hated going to CCD. Yeah. So he was not going to force his kids to do it. Right. I don't think he predicted the hard swing we both did into atheism, but. Yeah, you're more vocal about it than I am. I just kind of don't care. Me? Yeah. Well, vocal? you're more vocal about most things than I am. I just kind of don't care. Like, I, it's, I don't... Well, believe. you're a white guy. You don't have to yeah, care about Yeah, I don't have to care anything. about a lot of things. It's a pretty easy place uh, to be. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Uh, no, but I remember... Do you remember when mom tried to get us to go to church when we were, like, and in we middle school? And we laughed at her? Yeah, I think she got us to go once, and then... We oh, I certainly did. I just remember her saying, like, I feel like we should all start going to church again. And we're like... <laughs> like yeah, I think... Yeah. I think... Dad was like, no. And then we were like, oh, well, then no. I didn't realize that was an option. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we definitely, like, when when Granny, our dad's mom, would come to town, we would do, like, Easter Christmas church. Did we? I remember, well, I remember one time specifically that we had to go to church for either Easter or Christmas. It must have been Christmas because... You and I were in the pews, and this was not a comfortable environment for us. Mm -hmm. And the woman in front of us had, like, a fur coat. I don't remember this. And you and I kept petting it. And mom was <laughs> Holy shit, really? And mom was like, stop it. I, she was so mad at us. I mean, if that's our way of making sure we never had to go back to church ever, oh, we then did. we were diabolical. Mikey, you want to tell your Tic Tac story? No. Yeah, you do, baby. Come on. Uh, oh, he says no. I, I mean... We uh, parts of our family are still pretty religious, and every time we go to a wedding, we, we always don't do up, great. We don't do great. I used last wedding we were at, Dad fell asleep. Which are no Jenny's wedding. Dad fell asleep at Jenny's wedding during the ceremony. To be fair, we were in Texas and we couldn't hear shit. Yeah, it was in like the oldest working whatever. Cathedral. And so Dad fell asleep, and we were sort of teasing him afterward. And he said, "I wasn't asleep. I was deep in prayer." Which is, <laughs> which is a really good dad joke. Uh, but I, I, we, Jessica and I will almost always get the giggles when we're at a church. <laughs> deeply uncomfortable yeah, and the way so. I deal with like discomfort is giggling inappropriately yeah. although sometimes I get the giggles because okay so when we're in a Catholic church which our cousins when they get married it's invariably in a, in a Catholic church our next familial wedding is in a Catholic church definitely not going to that it's a 2 o'clock wedding and a 7 o'clock reception you have to go I have, I'm going you have to go no I don't I don't have to do anything I'm an adult it's true um, but I mean, we are at a church. And so when people say, like, bow your head and pray, I don't bow my head. I just sit quietly because it's me being like, I'm not going to bow my head because that doesn't mean anything. And my brother was behind in the pew behind me. And <laughs> <laughs> pokes me in the back of the head. Well, she's supposed to bow her head. Listen to the guy in charge. <laughs> we cried laughing through the end. I mean, don't invite us to a wedding. Like, that's their yeah, problem. That's, <laughs> that's on them. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, God. I And I always get the giggles. I always try to get somebody else to get the giggles, too. Oftentimes, it's Jessica. Sometimes, it's just another cousin that we get along with mm-hmm. that I'll just start side... Mm-hmm. I'll start... Yeah, the B team. I'll start side-eyeing them a little bit. Trying to see if I can get anybody's attention. And then, like... <laughs> and then see if I can get them going a little bit. Because I'm not listening. And it's a very... I'm sure it's a beautiful And you're, like, blah, 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 too blah, blah. disrespectful to, like... Yeah. Also, I'm too I'm too ADD. Yeah, no, I can struggle with that. Also, last story. We should probably close this out because who the fuck gives a shit? (laughs) Um, So at my at my wedding, Kevin stood up as a as a groomsman, you know, with Mikey. And Kevin was. Were you at the end? Were you the last of the five or whatever? At your wedding. At my wedding. Uh, yeah, I was the last one. So, so Kevin and I are pretty close, I guess. Right? As siblings? As siblings. Yeah, I would say we were pretty close. Yeah. We're like friends. Mm. Well, okay. Uh, so anyway, so I'm at my ceremony and our our mutual friend, Patrick, is is uh, officiating. He's doing a great job because he's an excellent speaker and a wonderful human. And I see my brother kind of at the end of the row of groomsmen. Yeah, we didn't pace it out very well. So I was on the stage. She got married at a... Uh, theater. I was on the stage against the whatever you call it, side things on a theater. Side things. Side things on the theater, leaning against it. So I didn't. Oh, Proceeding arch, says my husband. Boy. Doesn't sound like a real thing to me. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I had this nice, nice thought in my head of like, oh, there's my brother. I'm going to make eye contact with my, my big brother, who's my best friend, and we're going to have a nice moment while I'm getting married. And we're just going to, like, have that thing. And, Kev, what happened? I was lost in thought. You were leaning against the wall, staring at the ground. Lost in thought. And I really need to emphasize our ceremony was 12 minutes long. Yeah, it was tough. (laughs) Including walking. Including walking up. Well, but I did have the best uh, entrance afterward. What did you do? Uh, Oh, he did. (laughs) He, um, you know, when they call the people out and whatever, he was out with my my girlfriend, Leslie, and they did a trust fall. (laughs) First of all, I'll I'll have to post the picture somewhere because it's a magical picture of Kevin. Leslie is... Dainty. Five feet tall and like 100 pounds soaking wet. Mm -hmm. But would you say like... I I said right before we walked out, I said, I'm going to catch you low. And, like, didn't give her a chance to respond to anything. Uh, and so we walked out, and I don't think I didn't catch her that low. No, it wasn't very low. I, wa- I, th- I really wanted to catch her at, like, knee level just to see what would happen, but I, you know, last second bell on that. You didn't want my wedding to be about my friend with the crap skull? Well, I mean, I was trying not to be the center of attention for a little bit. Was that hard? Mm, wasn't easy. All right. Kat. Yes, Jessica. You had things you wanted to plug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a couple things going on at school that we could use some money for if you guys have some money. Oh, yeah, so Kevin works for a charter school in, uh, what, Southwest? Uh, Southside. Southside? uh, Gage Park, Marquette Park area. Um, He's been working there for how many years? This is my third year. Third year. He works with another one of my really good buddies, um, Matthew, who is expecting a kiddo in a month and a half. Yep. Uh, so there's two things. Uh, Just, uh, you can either look for Catalyst Maria or CMHS. One's a physics day, Six Flags trip. We're trying to raise some money for that. Stop. Wait, then, what is it all about? Are you doing actual experiments or is this like a low level? I don't know, but I get to go. <laughs> so, Kev, money we, please. Kev, we can just 
go to Six Flags. Yeah, but I get to go to Six Flags with my teacher friends and my kids that I really like. And so that'll be a lot of fun because I have a junior homeroom and they're all taking physics. So we get to go. So is, are they actually doing like physics stuff? Or? I would imagine there's actual physics things happening. I And these are kids that aren't, they don't just get to go to Six Flags every year. Yeah. And then the other thing is we just started a baseball team this year. And we're Tell trying them to all generate, about the baseball team. We're trying to generate something for that. Uh, we got really cool hats. Um, most of the kids have not played baseball before, but it's a lot of fun. We uh, were we it's high school kids. High school kids. We're five and one now in our conference, so which puts us in second place in our conference. Stop it! Yeah, uh, the fir- our first game that we won, I was I was almost crying on the drive home. I was so like happy and proud of it. Yeah, them, you so. talked us about it. Uh, yeah, they're a lot of fun. The kids are great. Um, you know, these are kids who didn't like Kevin and I grew up in the league. Sorry. All right, Mikey, is this the moment you needed ice? I'm thirsty. Um, Kevin and I grew up doing little league. <laughs> it's a thing we take for granted. Um, but like your kiddos, this is the first time they were in high school. And this is the first time they're. Yeah, so far there's been two stray dogs at our practice. <laughs> uh, which is funny, and then it gets less funny after that. At one point, there was a uh, a house on fire that was relative close enough for us to be able to see the billows of smoke. Jesus! And then one practice had to be called early because there were shots fired in the area. So, ha ha ha! Very funny, but you know, kind of serious, and you know, it's a it's an area that it's a little bit. And these kids, like they're, they're awesome. Taking they're, to they're, it. they're great. They're such good kids. They really are. And these are. We can cut this out if you don't want to talk about it, but when when Trump got elected, it was a huge conversation we had in our family about yeah. you have undocumented kids in your school, yeah. and They're, they came in. They were very scared the next day, and understandably so. They were they were you know they were they're in danger. Yeah, and they there's were no specifically two. targeted by the new administration for being a detriment to society, and so for some reason that really freaked them out. <laughs> And I can I can think of your one student who you've had for years. Yeah, she's in my homeroom. Who's like she uh, she keeps me honest in that she comes in and tells me what trailers I missed. <laughs> uh, like she can. And she I brought you a sugar skull. From, she brought me from a C three PO sugar skull. Uh, she got me Star Wars themed. Um, hot chocolate and a mug for my birthday, which is very sweet of her. And like came in and was so legitimately upset with me that I had not seen the trailer for episode eight. Yeah, because I didn't know it had come out. What the fuck were you doing, Kevin? I was, you know, being my best self and um, like made me watch it and like watched me watching it the entire time to see how I would react. She, she's like this girl specifically is such a fucking doll and she... When I first, when she was a freshman, I first went to visit my brother at his school. Like my dad and I brought my mom, our mom made scarves for mm-hmm. the kids. Mm-hmm. So my dad and I came in around Christmas, and you're like, "Hey, so and so, like, bring my sister around, give her a tour." She's sweet and yeah. bright, and like, is the exact person who we all need to look at when we talk about like uh, undocumented immigrants, yeah. like. Yeah, she she's is. Amazing. She's the daughter or student any of us would have killed for. Yeah, she's smart and sweet. She's starring in the uh, high school musical, which is in the Heights. 
Starting next week. So those in are, your yeah. So next weekend, I think is what it is. Okay, so, I'm gonna come see it. Yeah. So any listeners who are in the Chicagoland area, in the Heights, Cattlesmere. Did you in the Heights? Yeah, they got. Okay, I'm gonna go to Lena to come see it. She yeah. loves that musical because yeah, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda who did Hamilton. Mm-hmm. It's his original. I didn't know. You guys never, were, what's Hamilton? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. Hamilton is um, it's like mediocre. Mm. It's like a musical. Mm-hmm. It's really boring. Yeah. It's like 1776, Ooh. but with, like, people of color. Uh-huh. What happens? Uh, like, nothing much. Is this about the guy who ran the treasury? Uh, boring. You ran the treasury, right? Yeah. We saw it uh, for my birthday together. It was one of the most uh, moving pieces of art I think I've ever seen in my entire life. So it's very cool. I want to see it again and again and again. I never want to stop seeing it. I guess is what I would say. Not that I want to see it more than you, but I think that's what I'd say. Hey, I guess we should probably end this. Nah, I'm good. Moana's really good too. I haven't seen it <laughs> oh yet. Oh my, my god, he doesn't so want good. to see it, and he's the person I watch movies with. You can watch movies on your own. No, too. I understand, <laughs> but like when I'm on my own, I just want to watch serial killer documentaries. Sure, that makes sense. Moana's like a serial killer documentary. But Tell me how. with The Rock. Yep. And a little girl who's a very uh, good singer. Did you see her at the Oscars? Yeah, that was great. Oh my god. It was really like, good. That, where I attempt is talented. Yeah. Okay. Alright, let's probably kill this. Hey guys, if you're still listening to this, <laughs> A, thank bless, you all, both bless of you. Your heart. <laughs> B, tweet at us. I'm. Uh, Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-E. I don't know my Twitter handle. But if you want us to do something like this again, by all means, send us an idea. Yeah, honestly, this was fun. It's not dumb. We had a lot of fun. I'm sure you did not. I feel like it's really important to note that for like two years, our dad wouldn't have dinner with us together. <laughs> yeah, because we would interrupt each other too much, and he hated uh, being with the both of, us, both of us at the same time. Which isn't an unfair no thing. No, I imagine that a lot of people get very annoyed with those very quickly. Well, Turns out this hasn't been recording the whole time. That'll be fine. <laughs> well, I mean, this would be the third time we tried to record this. <laughs> I'm not doing this again. All right, we'll do another you thing. Do any more research? I, I don't mind. All right, summer's hey, coming. Hey, Kev. We'll do it live. <laughs> My husband did a Bill O'Reilly yell from the living room. It's, good. <laughs> it's, it's timely, baby. You're very smart and great. Uh, hey, Kev, thanks Jessica. for coming on. Of course, this was my pleasure. Maybe we'll do fun. something like this again. Yeah, they didn't Now, maybe it. this specific thing, because this is the third time we've done it. Yeah, this is too much for this. Mm-hmm. We did some of the same jokes. I don't know if you did them on purpose or not, though. Probably not. Yeah. That's I fine. will say, when I was listening back to one of them, like, I would think of a joke in my head and then I would hear myself say, like, <laughs> okay. I don't know if that means I'm original or not, but. Yeah. This is fine. Um, I did enjoy doing the research and stuff like that. It was something that I'm I was I'm glad you enjoyed it. You've been listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please make a contribution to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. You can email us at Friendly Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. I'm at Blueberry on uh, Twitter. Hemant is at his dumb name. Yep. And see you next time.